I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. And welcome to episode 580 of the Handgun World Podcast. This is Sunday, January 23rd, 2022. A practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. This episode is brought to you by Keeper's Concealment, the leading authorities on appendix carry holsters, appendix carry belts, appendix carry training, you name it, if that's the way you like to carry your handgun, check them out, keepersconcealment.com. Once again, keepersconcealment.com. And you can also get a 10% discount at CCW Safe. They are affiliates of the best concealed carry legal protection that you can get. And you need that. You, you definitely need that. So if you sign up for CCW Safe, you get 10% discount using the coupon code KC10 off and that will also be in the show notes KC10 off so this week I want to revisit the Glock 34 it, I've talked about this gun a lot it's been a while since I've actually done a full episode on the Glock 34 so I want to revisit that and it's one of them that I own now, I'm also going to talk a little bit later in this episode about the new Shadow Systems CR920 Elite pistol that's coming out. I don't have one of those yet because I don't believe they're shipping yet. But news out of SHOT Show for this year on the Shadow System CR920. So I'll be talking a little bit about that. But let's get to the Glock 34. This gun pretty much at one time was... The most commonly used gun by competition shooters that competed in the IDPA stock service pistol division or the USPSA production division. Uh, several shooters, I think at least two, have won national and maybe even world championships with this gun. I know Dave Savigny has used a Glock 34 and a Glock 35 to win several championships. Bob Vogel has also done it with a Glock 34 or a Glock 35. And uh, I think probably some people from, obviously from the Glock shooting team, have done pretty well. This was basically Glock's practical and tactical handgun. And it's just a, it's a great competition striker fired handgun. Now the one I own is a third generation. And I, I really like the third generation. I'll tell you why in just a few minutes. It's, um, like I said, probably the most commonly used concealed carry, I mean, uh, competition, handgun, striker fired. It might still be the most commonly used. I think, I think probably in the IDPA 
Stock Service Pistol Division and the USPSA Production Division. And basically these divisions are geared towards commonly owned and what you can go and buy off the shelf handguns. I'm fairly sure the Glock 34 is still, if not the most popular, one of the most popular. I can be very accurate with the Glock 34. I mean, the long sl uh, sight radius, you know, it's got more than a 5-inch barrel. So the long sight radius makes it great. I think it's like an 8-inch, almost an 8-inch sight radius. Mine is equipped with Bob Vogel's competition sights, and those are... A fiber optic red front sight and a plain black rear sight. Now, I've noticed that I have to put the red fiber optic dot just slightly underneath where I want the gun, where I want the, uh, the bullets to hit. Just slightly underneath. It, it does, it seems to shoot not quite point of aim, point of impact for me now maybe your mileage might be different if it's different for you let me know i'd like to hear what your experience is if you have these sites or if you don't even if you have other sites let me know what your experience is but i can tell you that this gun i you know i've shot this thing out to 50 yards and it's amazing how accurate i can be mine does not have an optic on it I have a third gen. I could put an optic on this, but I'd have to have it custom milled into the slide. Now, let me tell you why I have a third generation. In fact, when it comes to Glock pistols, the only ones that I really like are the third generation and the latest model fifth generation guns. Let me explain why. Let me tell you why my Glock 34 is a third generation. On the full-size grip, I actually like the finger grooves, believe it or not. I don't like the finger grooves on the smaller Glock 19 size or Glock 26 size guns. But on the longer ones, like the uh, 34 and the 17, which, by the way, the frame and the grip of the 34 and the 17 are exactly the same, the finger grooves kind of fit me very well. So I kind of like that, actually. You probably don't hear a lot of people say that, but I do. I also think the third generation guns by Glock are much more customizable than the Gen 5 guns. Now, the Gen 5 guns are becoming just as customizable. The part, in other words, the parts for the Gen 5 guns, the availability has pretty much caught up with or almost caught up with the Gen 3, but it still seems to be easier to find different things for the Gen 3 guns. And when you're building a competition gun, there are certain things that you want to have that sometimes can be a little bit difficult on the Gen 5 guns. I'll give you an example. Recoil spring assemblies and guide rods. I put a non-captured steel guide rod in this now that's not legal i don't believe for idpa but it is legal at uspsa and it's non-captured which means it's much easier to change out the springs and change out the weight depending on what ammo i'm shooting and i like that and it's much easier to find these for third gen glocks than it is for 
fifth gen Glocks or even fourth generation. It's much easier to find recoil springs and guide rods that are easily uh, changed out and uh, I don't have to be putting any extra stuff in there. All I got to do is take out the plastic guide rod that it comes with, plastic guide rod and spring, which by the way, I've shot Glocks for over a decade and I've never had one of those plastic guide rods fail. Just want to put that out there. I've also had never had the plastic sights on a Glock break on me. People say it happens, but it's never happened to me. Now, I don't leave the plastic sights on there because I don't like them. But when it comes to durability, I've never had them break in, in over 10 years. So I, a lot of people say that they do and the plastic guide rods break, but it's never happened to me. I just want to put that out there. I like the fact that the Glock 34, the Gen 3, comes, well, they all do actually, come with the extended slide release lever and the extended magazine release button. Now, on the full-size Glocks, those don't bother me. On the smaller Glocks, the Glock 19 size, my Shadow Systems MR920 size guns, and the 26 and 27 size guns, I can't use the standard Glock extended slide release lever. My thumb accidentally gets underneath it and pushes it up and locks prematurely locks the slide back. So I can't get away with that on the smaller guns, but I can on the bigger guns. The magazine release button is w well done on the Glock 34s. And when I say availability of parts, for example, I'm a big fan of Larry Vickers' accessories for Glocks. I use his uh, base pads, the extended base pads. Uh, I like to, on my Glock 19 third gen, I use his extended slide release, and I use his extended magazine release buttons. They just, they work better. They don't cause problems for me. I don't prematurely engage the, sli the slide stop lever with his stuff. And uh, if I want to change out barrels, for example, uh, the third gens seem to be easier to find. Uh, I have a I have a Suarez International barrel for my uh, Glock 34, and it's it's for a third gen. And there's a lot of there's, I mean there's a whole bunch of barrels out there uh, for Glocks, but it just seems to be I don't know it's maybe you're different, but. When I search for Glock parts, it just seems to be a whole lot easier for me to find the third gen parts, much easier than it is the fourth gen and the fifth gen parts. Now, sights, it doesn't really matter. And by the way, I like the third gen grip. I have long fingers and medium-sized hands and long fingers. So I, the, these, these third gen Glocks, they fit my hand. I mean, they do. A lot of people say they don't, and then they say, well, it's like holding a 2 by 4 Well, not for me. It's not. I, My hands, they fit the gun. So, And I don't get any slide bite either on the 3rd Gen. Now, that's one advantage of the 5th Gen guns is you can, put the, you can put the back strap on with a beaver tail so that it eliminates the slide bite. But that doesn't happen to me. I don't have that problem, especially with the full-size guns like the G34 and the 17 and the 22. Now, I will say at this point that one of the good advantages of the Gen 5 Glocks is that you can get the 
models now in the versions that are MOS, modular optics system. And that's one thing, that's one of the reasons why I've transitioned over the shadow systems guns. And as you know, I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the year that I'm going to, for, for the entire year, 2022, I'm going to shoot the shadow systems pistols. And I'll be talking about a new one coming out. But that's primarily what I'm going to be shooting and carrying are the shadow systems guns, especially in competition. My MR920 Elite and the DR920 Elite. And they're optics ready. I haven't transitioned to optics yet, but they're ready for when I do. I still haven't completely made that switch. But back to the Glock 34. I The other thing is, if I want to buy different slides, it's really easy for the Glock 34, especially the third generation Glock 34s. If I want to get slides that already are cut for the optic it's really easy to do and they're not very expensive because that's one of the things about Glock pistols especially third generation and even now some of the fifth generation guns now even the fourth generations it's so easy to find other parts for them it's easy to find stock OEM parts for Glocks and it's also to find easy to find aftermarket parts you can go to any gunsmith any gunsmith, and, and they probably have Glock parts there. Or they can get Glock parts real easily. I mean, they can get connectors. They can get recoil springs. They can get guide rod assemblies. They can get trigger parts. They can get nearly anything. Obviously, sights for Glocks. I mean, you name it. Magwells. Just, it's unbelievable the amount of parts that you can get and even flashlights for the accessory rails and lasers and it's just amazing so that's you know what do part manufacturers do when part manufacturers are either getting into the business or they're coming out with a new part which guns do part manufacturers typically start making parts for glocks and 1911s you ever notice that that's that's where it starts holster makers same thing what do they typically start with? Glocks and 1911s. Because those are the two most popular types of handguns in the world. Plain and simple. Glocks and 1911s. Others are, are, are becoming more popular. Other guns are starting to get, you know, get caught up to the level of the popularity of Glock pistols. But it's still not even close. Glock pistols and 1911 guns are... Still the most popular handguns on the planet. So naturally, when somebody wants to capture market share with a new gun accessory or a gun part, that's what they're going to they're gonna target those two types of handguns first. So that's another reason why I own one, and I'll always have one. This one's probably going to sit in the safe for a while as I start to get better and better with my Shadow Systems guns. But I think probably towards the middle or the end of the year, I'll pull out the G34 and I'll shoot it in some more competition matches. One of the things I don't like about the Glock 34 is it's kind of front-end heavy. Kind of front-end front heavy. Even with a loaded magazine in in the handgun the front end just still seems to be a little a little too much on the heavy side you know with the third gen when glock first came out with the 34 
they put a big huge slide cut in on the in the front of the slide and um you know that that was to lighten it up that was to make the weight ratio better so that the gun would be reliable that was for balance reasons for weight reasons you know slide travel reasons the glock figured it out they had to put that in there well you know a lot of people think oh hey guess what that gun's ported no it's not ported <clears throat> that's not why glock put that big slide cut in there yeah i'm okay with it it doesn't really bother me and I like it. Matter of fact, if I use a stainless steel barrel in my Glock 34, kind of looks cool. Kind of looks cool to have that a little bit of that stainless steel barrel exposed. Uh, let's see. What else can I say about the third gen Glock 34? Just a solid pistol. Oh, another thing I don't like about it is the uh, none of the third generation guns have the front slide serrations like the fifth generation guns do the latest fifth generation there's two types of fifth gen glocks and one the the first ones that came out do not have front slide serrations and they got that stupid cutout at the bottom of the front strap which made really no sense i mean I, we all know why glock put it in there but it that's not really how people rip a magazine out when they have a, a malfunction. So then they, in the, in the next generation of the fifth generations, kind of weird to say that, right? In the Gen 5 version 2s, they got rid of the, I think so many, so many people were saying they were so unhappy with the slide cutout. They got rid of that. And then they put front serrations on the front of the slide. So... The third gen doesn't have any of that, but doesn't really need it, in my opinion. And, you know, a lot of people carry the Glock 34. Uh, it's amazing how many people actually carry it. Matter of fact, some appendix carriers, they like a gun the size of a Glock 34. Actually, longer is, is a little bit better when you're appendix carrying. Some people think it's the opposite. They think shorter is better. Really, longer is better. It helps distribute the weight, and it helps the, the balance, and it helps the concealability and everything. And it helps push the, the grip of the gun into your body, in more towards your body, so that it's easier to conceal. Spencer Keepers has talked about that a lot in the interviews that he's done with me. He's also talked a lot, of it, a lot about it on YouTube, in the training classes that he does everywhere. And so a lot of people carry the G34. Some people strong side hip carry the G34. The extra barrel length really doesn't matter much as comparing it to a G17 or to a full-size M&P or a full-size SIG. They're all roughly about the same size and roughly about the same weight. I haven't done anything to the trigger on my Glock 34. That's the other thing I like about the 34s is they automatically come with the trigger connector that pretty much kind of lightens the trigger pull I think by about one pound and that's good for a competition gun I'm not really crazy about doing that on a concealed carry gun but this is a competition gun so it comes with the the third gen has what Glock used to call the three and a half pound connector I don't know if they call it that anymore now maybe they call it the four and a half pound connector I'm not sure 
but it's it's not like the standard Glocks. It does make the trigger a little bit lighter, which that's pretty much what you want in competition. And of course, because it's a third gen Glock, you can put you you probably have a choice of a thousand different triggers that you could put in the thing to suit you and however it is that you want to shoot. It's just it's got that stone cold Glock reliability and Glock simplicity. And I'm not a Glock fanboy because guess what I've done? I've switched over to Shadow Systems guns to be my primary. And, you know, they look like Glocks and they're designed gl like Glocks, but they're not really Glocks. I don't like it when somebody says, hey, I got a Shadow Systems Glock. No, you don't have a Shadow Systems Glock. You have a Shadow Systems pistol. It's not a Glock. Now, there's different guns that are versions of, or they look like guns, or they're patterned after Glocks. You know, I mean, Smith & Wesson M&Ps are patterned after the Glock pistol. I mean, they're built on, on the Glock-type system. So are SIGs, the 320s. So are the CZs. Some of the CZ striker-fired guns. I think it's the CZP-10C. Right, take apart a CZP-10C and look at the similarities between that gun and a Glock. So... You know, I make jokes about it. Some people appreciate this and some don't. I don't I don't really care either way, but there's a lot of different types of Glocks that you can own. You can own a real Glock. You can own an American-made Glock. And that would be a Smith & Wesson M&P or a Shadow Systems gun. Those are American-made Glock-type guns. You can own a German Glock. You know, you can buy some H&K pistols or some SIG pistols that are extremely similar to Glocks. And now you got a German-made Glock. You can get a Croatian-made Glock. You can get Turkish-made Glocks. Let's see, what else can you get out there? You can get Brazilian-made Glocks. You can get, uh, let's see, what else can you... Uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, I might be uh, I might be ruffling some feathers, but let's face it. They are all probably 85 to 90 percent similar to a Glock pistol in the way that they're built and the way that they're operated. Some of them improve the quality of the Glock system. Like I would say, my Shadow Systems pistols, they're like high-end, super high-grade versions of Glocks. Very much improved versions of Glocks. So would the SIG 320s. Those would be two. I guess the CZs and the M&Ps, you could say. But I've always been a big fan that if something ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, and so there's some unique qualities about Glocks that I still like today. And I'm just talking about regular old Glocks. Like 3rd gen Glock 19s, 4th gen Glock 17s, 5th gen Glock 19s and Glock 17s, and 5th gen Glock 22s, and guns like that. There's just, you know, there's just something about them. They're, they're just so simple. They're very affordable. They're accurate. You know, they are, they're good guns. They're good quality guns. And they don't fit everybody's hand. And, and if you just simply cannot get a Glock to fit your hand, then go buy one of the other versions that do fit your hand. I'm all for that.
and that's a good thing. So that's a little bit of revisiting the Glock 34. I just wanted to talk about it again and share it with you and get your feedback on it. Let me know your feedback on the Glock 34. What kind of experiences have you had with it? You can email handgunworld at gmail.com. You can call in a voicemail, 210-646-1727. You can leave a comment on Facebook or on social media. I post these episodes just about everywhere. So let me hear what you have to say. Now, let me transition into the next topic. And I want to let you know this next topic is brought to you by Concealment Solutions. They have fantastic holsters, mostly for outside the waistband and also for inside the waistband hybrid. They're a little bit of a different company than Keeper's Concealment. Keeper's Concealment, however, uh, they're the specialists in appendix carry, while Concealment Solutions, they're the specialists in outside the waistband or inside the waistband strong side hip carry. Check them out, concealmentsolutions.com. And the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD gives you 10% discount on their products as well. Once again, ConcealmentSolutions.com. So the biggest news coming out of the SHOT Show, or some of the biggest news on new guns, is the Shadow Systems CR920. Now the MR920, MR stood for multiple roll, DR stood for duty roll, and I'm betting here that the CR920 is for compact roll or concealed carry. Or actually, oh, here it is on their website. The CR stands for covert roll, which has been a long requested by Shadow Systems customers. Now, what was interesting is about a few weeks ago, I was just talking about how I wish that Shadow Systems would come out with the CR. 920 come out with a compact size a compact somewhat single stack or if it's you know a little bit higher capacity than single stack i was hoping that they would come out with something smaller to compete with some of the other smaller guns out there and sure enough they did i guess it's going to be probably available in march is what i think but the cr920 the capacity can be 13 plus one or 10 plus one with a flush fitting mag which I think is pretty good. 13 plus one with a uh, base pad. Now, so that's pretty good capacity. 10 plus one, 13 plus one in small guns. Looks like it's going to be the size of about like a G43X or a G48 or somewhere between the G43X and the 48. The CR920 weighs about 17.8 ounces, so it's about the same size, and it's going to be the Elite model which has all the cool features of the two that I have, and it looks like it's going to be uh, combat optic ready as well. I, the only thing I don't like about this when I, as I'm reading about it and looking at the pictures of it online and, and talking to people who went to SHOT Show and saw it is that it's not going to take Glock magazines. It's, they're going to be proprietary magazines. That's, that's a negative. It'd be nice if you could put your Glock 43 mags in there or your 48 mags, but you can't do it. They're going to be proprietary magazines. I don't think that's a deal breaker. I mean, we, most people buy, when, when they get a gun, they buy magazines for it anyway. Why would this be any different? If you buy a CR920 by Shadow Systems, just get a good supply of those magazines. Probably comes with two. You know, get another three or four. Uh, their website says the optic cut on the CR920 allows for direct, sl 
direct-to-slide mounting of most brands of the mini red dot sights or the mini RDS optics, including the Shield RMS and the Holison 507K. So that's kind of cool. Those are very popular, um, popular optics, and that that's good. So. I'm really excited about this. Like I said, it was just a few weeks ago I was saying, hey, I wish that uh, Shadow Systems would come out with a compact gun. And they, they have done so. A subcompact size. And I really like the 10 plus 1 with a flush fitting magazine. That keeps up with the competition. And 13 plus 1 with the extended magazine. Let's see. Just like other Shadow Systems guns, the CR920 is manufactured wholly in the United States using American labor and materials. Oh man, I, I sure like that. That's one of the great things about Shadow Systems guns. The veteran-led team, even better, even better, they're a bunch of veterans at Shadow Systems. They include former law enforcement officers, members of the military, and competitive shooters. And uh, it, it really adds a lot of diversity and a lot of different you know, I would say probably design opinions that go into their guns. And I, I'm going to have to have a CR920. I mean, that's just the way it is. I, I'm just going to have to have one because uh, I, I'm very much a big fan of their full-size and their mid-size guns, especially the Elite versions. So much well worth the money. And just like a Glock, only better... American-made, led by a bunch of military veterans and law enforcement. I mean, what's not to like? So I got to get a CR920 whenever I can, whenever they come out. And I'm sure it's probably going to have the uh, same attention to detail, the grip texturing, the slide serrations, the different types of, uh, of grip panels to adjust it to hand sizes and everything. The, the fantastic trigger, the fantastic iron sights that it comes out of the box, including the iron sights, the optics cut for the mini RDS optics. Uh, it's, just, it's just great. And, and here's what's really cool. An MSRP starting at 679 Hey, the MSRP on the larger guns by Shadow Systems is a lot higher than that. So I think it's really going to be... A really a nice gun. Uh, their website this says the trigger has a four and a half to five pound trigger pull and a crisp tactile reset. And uh, I'm just uh, I'm excited about that. The CR920 is going to be available in the combat, combat optics, and elite models. And the MSRP is going to start at 679. That's probably for the combat model. I will be getting the elite model. Because I just think it's well worth it. And I like all the features on it. I will put a link and a really cool picture in the show notes for you. Looks like this picture they even took uh, while they, were, they had the gun at SHOT Show. That's what it looks like. So that's all I have for you for this episode. I wanted to just revisit my Glock 34 fantastic gun and talk about the upcoming Shadow System CR920. Do any of you have any experience with it? Like, for example, 
The only experience you probably have is, did you go to SHOT Show and did you have a chance to see, shoot, or both the Shadow Systems CR920? I'd love to hear about it. And I'll make, I'll make some show material about that or interview you or whatever. But I'll be getting my hands on one of those. As a matter of fact, I'm going to start probably start the process of seeing if I can pre-order one and get that process going. So remember to take care of my sponsors. Join Patreon. Hey, I just uploaded a new video and a new podcast on Patreon and Shooters Club. Part two of my interview with Mike Ox, where we talk about sighted versus unsighted shooting. That video is now on Patreon and on the Shooters Club. And part two of my interview with Glenn Tate, my audio interview with Glenn Tate on his COVID and cancer battle. Those, both of those episodes are on Patreon. So if you're a Handgun World Patreon member, you're going to get that. It's up there now. And if you're a Shooters Club member, that by the way, the advantage of the Shooters Club, it costs a little bit more, but you get access to a whole lot more information. But you can support me for as little as $3 a month on my Patreon page. There'll be links in the show notes for both of those. And last but not least, don't forget to use my Amazon affiliate link. Just click on one of the products over there at handgunworld.com before you do your Amazon shopping, and that'll help me out as well. That's all, folks. Love to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember, shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. In Ireland, in Lebanon, in Palestine, in Berkeley. Hey, Hurst, heard the burst of a